This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. We continue until 10 o'clock, 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Throughout this hour, throughout the show, we'll be joined by Christian Winfield. Talk a little Nets, talk a little NBA. Pat Raguza will join us later in the show. Try to find out what is going on with the Carlos Correa situation. Is he a Met? Is he not a Met? What's going on? What's happening there? And for my Yankee fans, we'll see if he's got some hope. We'll see if he's got anything through his reporting and his sources to help give you guys peace of mind that the Yankees aren't done. (laughs) Even though it's still December, what could be down the pipeline for the Yankees? So we have a lot to do before we leave you at 10 o'clock tonight. Once again, you can dial in 1-800-919-3776. But we begin with the never-ending story of Zach Wilson. It's like a daily soap opera. As the Jets turn, where is Zach Wilson? Is he activated? Is he not? Is he benched? Is he not? Will he be a Jet? Will he not? The, The questions just never end about Zach Wilson. Every time you think you may have a possible answer, About Zach Wilson, you don't have an answer about Zach Wilson. Earlier today, while I was doing some little work around the house, I heard this yelling and screaming. And I was like, what is that? What's going on? What's this celebration about? It was Rich Samini confirming Adam Schefter that Mike White is back. (laughs) Well, the Jet fans breathe a huge sigh of relief. Now, once again, has Zach Wilson, has Mike White proven that he is, without a doubt, a franchise number one can't-miss quarterback in the National Football League? No, he has not. What he has proven is that he gives this Jet offense, as is currently constituted, a better chance to win than when Zach Wilson's behind the center. And it's weird because in one sense, Zach Wilson from his mobility, Zach Wilson from the the ability to extend plays with his legs actually is better than Mike White because he does give you that opportunity. He's not always sitting in the pocket where you know where he is. If anything, it seems like that's the last place he wants to be is inside the pocket. He'd rather be moving in outside the pocket and extending plays and running and doing the you know the off-schedule throws and stuff of that nature. So what's interesting is from that standpoint, actually, Zach Wilson gives you a better chance to win. But for this week, in a really must, must, must win situation for the Jets. And it's funny how things have changed, right? When when the Jets lost on Thursday. We thought it was done. Oh, look, come on. Why don't you go out? You're not making the playoffs now. You don't deserve to make the playoffs. So why don't you just go out? Do us all a favor. Why don't you go out? Let's let's go ahead, stick with Zach Wilson, and let's see what you have. Let's see if you can improve. Let's see if there's something you can do with him. Let's have a final decision on him. Because you're not going anywhere anyway. Why would you force Mike White back in with the ribs and everything? Because the season's over. Done. Finished. Forget about it. 
Then the weekend happens. <laughs> Losses by Miami, New England, and Vegas. So now, with the win against Seattle and former Jet QB Geno Smith, who Seahawks are also battling for a spot in the NFC wild card. You beat Geno and the crew. You beat Miami in week 18. And obviously with Tua going into concussion protocol, he's probably not playing this week and may not play the rest of the season. So if you win those two games and New England loses one of their final two, you're in. You have a chance to make the postseason. So clearly, what's most important for the Jets right now is making the postseason. It's not about trying to gain or or further the career or correct the faults of Zach Wilson. Not right now. They'll do that another time. They'll worry about that later. Right now, right this minute, the only thing they're worried about is getting to the postseason. Steve Young does a weekly segment on the Michael K Show every Monday here on 9870 ESPN, and he was on today. And Dan asked him about Mike White starting and Zach Wilson being benched again. Well, the locker room loves Mike, and that's a fact, and that'll be a lift because they know that there's a fight in there. And I think I have to take a dose of humility here to recognize that I always say if if he can go compete with Mahomes and Allen and Burrow, then we need to develop all the commodity things that he's not doing very well. And the only way to do that is playing. Well, I was wrong. He can't play right now. He's not learning, not getting better. So he has to leave the field. So as he leaves the field, there's a jolt of energy that Mike White has brought from the beginning that comes back into the room. Now, I think that we had watched, saw that that doesn't necessarily solve everything because we still got beat by some very good teams. But football's an emotional game. And I always say Newt Rockley made a speech and that, well, how they won is because someone made a speech? Because football's that way. Like, you get emotionally up for a football game to go run into people, that it can make a huge difference. And that's the lift that Mike White has brought really the last couple of months. And so back he is. Now, here's an interesting thing that Steve Young had to say. Okay? I don't know if you missed it. But, Harvey, run this again. Steve Young from the top. I'll tell you when to stop it. Well, the locker room loves Mike, and that's a fact. And that'll be a lift because they know that there's a fight in there. And I think I have to take a dose of humility here to recognize that I always say if, if he can go compete with Mahomes and Allen and Burrow, then we need to develop all the commodity things that he's not doing very well. And the only way to do that is playing. Well, I was wrong. He can't play right now. He's not learning, not getting better. So he has to leave the field. So. He's not learning. He's not getting better. That, that's, that's all you need to say. And this is from one of Zach Wilson's staunchest supporters. His influence, a mentor while he was at BYU. Constant conversations, helping him adjust, telling him some of the things he has to work on, what he needs to do to improve his game, what he has to do to be successful at the National Football League level. This is a guy who understands what it takes to win at the quarterback position. He's got hardware. He's got jewelry. Hall of Famer, he knows. He's not learning anything? That's a scary situation. And he can't play right now. How does a young quarterback bounce back from that? As the Jets franchise, 
How do you bounce back from thinking that your quarterback that you chose high is not able to play and is not learning anything? Robert Sala was on the Michael K show. He also has a weekly spot there. And he was asked, does Zach Wilson have the confidence to play quarterback in the NFL right now? Confidence is a big thing. You know, I think I think he would say the same thing with regards to confidence and not that he's not confident in his ability, but to be able to step on a football field in this league, uh, you've got to feel like Superman at all times. And he's a young man that I think if he feels like he's wearing that cape, he's capable of doing a heck of a lot of really, a lot of really, really good things. And those are some of the things that we've got to get reconnected to because he is a heck of a talent. And he just like most players in this league, he needs time. And we're going to do everything we can to give him the time that he needs to become the quarterback we think he can be. All right, now there was a report over the weekend from Jay Glazer over at Fox who said that the Jets are going to move on from Zach Wilson in the offseason. Robert Sala, your thoughts? I got text messages on that report. That's that's speculation. Where it came from, I have no idea. A lot of respect for Jay Glazer. I'm not exactly sure how that came up, but it's like I just said. I still believe there's a future for Zach. I believe that there's a future for Zach as a New York Jet, and it's on us to continue the, the developmental process of Zach. So with that report, I don't have a clue where that came from. It probably came from somebody who has made that statement. Maybe it's in the Jet organization. Don't know. Maybe it's somebody close to someone in the Jet organization. Don't know. Maybe it's Zach Wilson's agent. I, you never know how these reports get started. There's sources from every different place you can think of. There's got to be frustration in this in the Jet front office right now. It has to be. Because he's not learning. You heard what Steve Young had to say. He's not learning. That's a scary thing. That is scary. So for the moment... Once again, no Zach Wilson. The question is going to be, is he benched? Is he, is he number two? Is he number three? Or is he totally inactive? Robert Sala was asked, why is Zach inactive again? No different than what we talked about after the New England game. I just want to give Zach a chance to recapture himself with regards to all the different things that we've been trying to put him through. Obviously, that little project was premature or ended premature with an injury, but we still have all the faith in the world. I, I get what the messaging will or the narrative will be off of it, but it's just got to let things play out, and we've got to trust our process and trust the development of Zach and trust that we can get him to where we want to get him. Well, listen, Robert Sal is saying what he has to say. And he may, and I'm not saying he doesn't believe it. I'm saying that's what he has to say as the head coach. He cannot say that we are done with Zach Wilson. He's a lost cause. Can't say it. He may feel it. Can't say it. Bad luck. But I will say this. Zach Wilson has really put this Jet organization in a bad position because of his inability to give you something consistently that you could grab onto to say, you know what? Yeah, he struggled a lot of young quarterbacks have struggled. It takes time, but he's just, he'll get it. There's nothing from him that you see to give you that. Yeah, maybe a couple of rollouts for, for one side of the field thrown to the other. Yes, granted. As I mentioned earlier, those extended plays, yes, he does those well. But sometimes just the adjustment on touch, the adjustment to throwing two open receivers who are wide open, bouncing on one hop, all that. It's something that's in his head. And sitting, I don't know if that helps. Playing hasn't helped. 
right now he's got to sit. And the Jets have their their all their eggs in the basket of Mike White right now. 1-800-919-3776. We'll get your thoughts next. It's Hardesty for Grassa on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. BG singing the song the Jet fans are singing, Staying Alive, with Mike White behind this behind center this Sunday in Seattle. Hear what you have to say. Alex in Jersey, start us off on the Grosser Show. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Great, Alex. What's up, my friend? Well, I'm very happy the Patriots and Dolphins lost to give my Jets some playoff hope. They have My Jets have not been to the playoffs in 12 years, and my father was on his deathbed when I last got to see the Jets in the playoffs. But anyway, I'm hoping that Mike White can pull off this miracle, give the Jets two wins, Patriots lose one game, and I'm hoping the Bills can find a way to get that the second seed because I want to play them round one. It, because Salah said we're going to be back in Buffalo, and that's what I want to happen. I don't know the whole scenarios that would have to happen for Buffalo to get that second seed. I'm still trying to figure out what, what games would need to happen, but that's what I want to see. The Jets go into Buffalo and stuff Josh Allen, and I can't wait if that happens. All right, Alex, I love your passion. Thanks for the phone call. They might not be playing any games in Buffalo. We have another 43, 44 inches. That game might be here. <laughs> you never know. Spike's in St. Pete. What's up, Spike? Well, first of all, uh, I hopefully I talk to you again this week. But a happy New Year! And it's it's funny for me because you know there, there's so much recidivism in calling sports talk shows, and Ira and Buddha and myself, were, you know, we're repeat offenders or, or uh, participants. And I'm happy for them. It's just odd to me the way this whole thing goes down. You know, the paid spot by the coach, he's put in an untenable position. <laughs> what is he going to say? You know, what mm-hmm. is he going to say? They're asking him questions. He's paid to me. He has no good answer, Larry, unless he wins. But uh, I'm glad that uh, my friends can uh, possibly get to a Miami game with a lot of meaning attached to it. And you know as well as anybody, because you've been around a long time in the locker rooms, the experience just to get in means so much. You know what I mean? Especially for yeah. your young players, and, Spike. Uh, yeah. it's, it's invaluable. Yeah. It's invaluable. Right. Very young players. Uh, the general manager and, and the coach, uh, you know, it, was un, it wasn't uneventful for them this year. That's for sure. But uh, they have a chance to at least see what they have, and then football rosters turn over as much as any roster proportionally. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. I feel for this young kid. You know, backup quarterback's always a good guy. He'll wear the flak jacket, and the defense will have to rise to the occasion. But you'll hear plenty more from the other two buddies of mine, who I'm sure will call. And mm-hmm. it's something, some bit of excitement. Uh, and uh, one quick thing on the basketball, because sure. it's me. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm going to go real easy here, Larry. I uh, spoke to Buddha and I about the Sixers. I told him the Sixers, are, they just have two teams in front of them that are a little better. The better teams are in the East, and you got to just live with the Knicks this way. Maybe I can make you feel a little bit better. They, they're at a level now where they're 20, 222s, 223s, or 27. They will beat teams worse than them. They will once in a while stay close to teams a little bit better than them, and more often than not, they will get uh, stay in the game in the fourth quarter will uh, do work they did to them yesterday. They're just not that good. But all the teams in this marketplace, and I said it to Danny and Ty before, arrows up. Mm-hmm. They are. Thanks for the call, Spike. It, it's looking up. It, it is at least 
where you have right now you've got entertaining games, right? You've got entertaining games and games that are competitive. And as a Knicks fan, I haven't had that a lot. I, I haven't had the opportunity where there's been guaranteed that you've had games that the team has been competitive in, especially when teams are that much better than they are. And you're right. They are, they are an eight, nine, 10 talented team in the East. You know, they're, they're a playing team talent wise. And you said it perfectly, Spike, there's going to be, sometimes they'll be able to rise to the occasion and, and beat, you know, the really top teams in the conference. And there's going to be some times where in the bad teams or the close to them, teams that they are close to, you know, defensively, they'll be able to make a couple of stops and maybe they'll make some baskets and they'll, they'll make the difference. They'll be the difference between those, those teams. But they just don't have the talent. They just don't. I mean, look, look at yesterday. I mean, Joel Embiid, Mitchell Robinson did the best he could with Joel Embiid early. I mean, he, he, he challenged him. He, he tried to, you know, be there defensively. I mean, Embiid is a talent. Embiid is, is you know, right up there with Jokic, top center in the, in the league. There's no question with his ability, ability to shoot the three, to get to the basket, put the ball on the deck, do what he needs to do. Jokic is a better passer. But Embiid is right there as one of the top centers, right there, right there. And he just got going and nothing they could do. Nothing they could do. And then you lose Brunson, you know, so you lose your floor leader, and then all of a sudden now you can't buy a basket. So they, for what they have talent-wise, they are doing pretty good. And we'll wait and see what happens at the trade deadline. Uh, don't know I had the chance to be on Christmas Eve. Had a great conversation with Steve Popper, who covers the Knicks for Newsday. And he admitted that, listen, Cam Reddish, obviously, trade bait. Evan Fournier, obviously, trade bait. A lot of interest in Emmanuel quickly, especially with the way he's played lately. Uh, not sure that quickly is going to be dealt. But once again, a lot of interest. So at least you're in the situation now where, you know, you've got some some assets that other people want. So that's that's a good situation because normally that's not always the case. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Ira's in Staten Island. What's up, Ira? Hey, Larry. How are you? What's going on? Always Everything good to good. hear regular callers and Spike and everybody, Buddha. But, you know, it, it, it's funny, Larry. This whole, I want to get a couple of things I want to get to real quick. Mm-hmm. This whole Zach Wilson drama, it, it's just, I, I've never seen so much discussed. I, sometimes, you, you know what? It's unfortunate they made a mistake. And you move on, and you yeah. cut your losses, and, and you go forward. And luckily, we have a guy like Mike White, who may end up being compared to Willis Reed, limping on the court for the seventh game, right. where he's come in here for the last two games for the Jets. In that sense, you're right. But, but, you know, but you know what's amazing, Larry? Sometimes in life, things come full circle. Mm. And my wife actually just reminded me of it. In 2008, the last two games of the year, the Jets make a trip out to Seattle, with Favre, okay, they end up losing a game in the snow, and then they come home and play the Dolphins, and they lose to Pennington. Well, it's 14 years later, and they got the last two games against the same opponents, and I think the outcome's going to be different. I think they're going to win both games. The thing that now concerns me, this whole Tua situation, mm-hmm. and they, they, if the Patriots happen to win this week, that first quarter you had, he wants the Bills to get the number two seed, the Jets won't make the playoffs because that means the Bills lose to the Bengals and 
they can't get the number one seed anymore if the Chiefs win, which they should this week against Denver. What's going to happen? Josh Allen and company are going to be sitting in a clubhouse watching that game week 18 as the Patriots go up to uh, up to Buffalo. Mm. So you need the Bills to beat the Bengals and stay even with the Chiefs because if they're not playing for the number one seed week 18, Patriots are going to win up there, and that's not going to be a good situation. I hear what you're saying, Ari. You, you mapped it out well. Thanks for the phone call. And But if that happens, Jets have nobody to blame but themselves because they had winnable games this season that they should have won. And some of it is on Zach Wilson, and some of it isn't. Okay, some of it isn't. So hopefully they've got a they've got an opportunity. Kind of Ira like they had in 09, right? When Rex came out to the media and said we're not gonna make the postseason and then had to be reminded that they still had an opportunity. And they end up getting to the postseason because Kind of the similar thing that you just mentioned because Peyton Manning was rested in the second half after playing the first half and he was rested and the Jets went on to win and then went on to get into the postseason. So it is interesting how things happen, right? It's very interesting. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Obviously, the excitement of Mike White being eligible to play this week, he got cleared, and so Jet fans feel a little confidence, a little more confidence as they head to Seattle with their playoff lives in their hands. Mark is in Newark. Mark, you're next on 9870 ESPN. Happy holidays, my friend. Hey, Mark, how are you? Happy holidays to you and yours. Oh, I'm good. How is everything? Good? Excellent, excellent. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Couple points, Larry. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I got a little different take than I've been hearing. Uh, you know, you know how I do. So, anyway, one of, one of the points is this. You know, like, you know, as a Jets fan, you know, like I'm I'm ecstatic that Mike White is back. But but why is is this? You know, like at this this season right now, it's not just the Jets, Larry. You're looking at Green Bay. You're looking at Seattle, you're looking at uh, the Patriots, you're looking at, I mean, even Carolina Panthers. This is the part of the season where, I mean, not only do you got to be healthy, you got to be playing your best football, you got you, you to be playing your best guys, your guys got to get to that level that gets you not only to the playoffs, but, you know, like that belief like the Giants had when they were playing against the undefeated Patriots. You know, that, mm-hmm. that belief that, you know, all of those things, man, this is a race in the NFC and the AFC, everybody needs these last two games. Yep. And, and I find that to be amazing, for one. So the Jets are no different when it comes down to that. What I'm happy about in that, in that real-life scenario that is, is that we got the quarterback that moves our offense, and, and the players believe in him. And that's not been the case. I don't, I don't care whose feelings I hurt, because I'm a Jets fan first. Mm-hmm. So this is the why I'm ecstatic. I got my best offensive team that I can have that, that that exudes the most confidence in my young team. I still got my defense. I still got my young head coach and, and all the things that make me love to watch the Jets. 
But I also know that every other team that got to win these two games feels the same way. So it's going to be a matter of your guys, your your best guys playing their best football in the last two games of the season. And if we happen to get in there, I don't care if it's Buffalo or I don't care who it is that we play if we get in there. But you'll be talking about a two-game winning streak with Mike White and these young boys feeling like they could just run through a wall. And if that happens, I'm signing me up for whatever happens after that. I'm I'm ecstatic with the whole thing. I hear what you're saying, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. And you're right. And that's that is what makes it so exciting. And this is why this is why the NFL wanted to add the extra playoff spot. Okay? This is why. Because now you've got more interest. Now, there's there's some of you who may say, and you're right. The way the Jets have played over their last couple of weeks, they don't deserve to be in the postseason. And you're right, they don't. The way they play, they haven't. This is not the way. You're supposed to peak going forward, winning games, finding a way to win, getting together in the last month of the season, rolling into the postseason. Not the way that they have struggled. And so for those of you who think they don't deserve to be to have a playoff spot, you're right, they don't. But they still have that opportunity, and they have to go for it. And Seattle is playing for their playoff lives as well. Okay, Here's how funny things are in the National Football League, right? Tom Brady last night, after Chris Collingsworth that multiple times during the, during the broadcast said, I don't know what I'm watching. This, this shouldn't be happening. Talking about missed throws and bad throws from Tom Brady. And they still find a way to come from behind and win. And now they're playing for their playoff lives with a chance to clinch their division with a win against a suddenly hot Carolina Panthers team that is loving Steve Wilkes right now and is rolling with him and is just taking off. That's why we say all the time, coaching matters. It really matters in the National Football League. It just does. Yeah, you got to have talent. Yeah, you have to have a good quarterback. Yeah, you have to have speed. You have to have a good offensive line. The fundamentals. But if you have a really good coach and the team is coached up and they're prepared, it makes a difference, folks. It makes a difference. Phillips in Brooklyn. Phillips, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Hey, Two Phillip. things if you allow Two things if you allow me, Giants and the Jets. Quickly on the Jets. They're in a bad spot because let's say Mike White doesn't play that well, the Jets don't make it. They go into next season with Wilson and White battling out for the starting job. They're back to square one just like they are right now. And look what happened to Denver. The Jets already had problems with, you know, teammates, you know, not warning Zach Wilson, the coach could lose the locker room. Uh, and, and, and you could have a, the same scenario next year as you do right now with Mike White and Zach Wilson. Because like you said, they don't, you don't consider uh, 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 White the franchise quarterback. So they got, they, got, they got to do something. The Giants, they better beat the Colts. Because the scenario is if the Giants lose their last two, you could have Green Bay, you could have Washington win one of their last two. Whoever gets the nine wins is, is in. And and the Giants could be out. Mm-hmm. So they better beat the Colts. Yep. You're right. You're right, Philip. Thanks for the phone call. It's it's if you want to make it to the postseason, you gotta win. It's very simple. You have to take care of your business. Because it doesn't matter what other teams do. Doesn't matter if if 
if New England loses one or two or both games. If you lose your games, you're not winning. Jets, and you're right. If you don't beat the Colts and you don't do and you don't handle your business, Big Blue, you're not going to be there. And you don't deserve to be there. And yet the Jets Listen, the Jets are in the spot anyway. And keep in mind, Philip, that they will be there's a third quarterback that's going to be brought in here. And it's going to be a veteran from somewhere. So the other piece to this quarterback situation is not on the team yet. But there's going to be another player in here, another quarterback, that's going to challenge either Mike White if they sign him back. Remember, he's a free agent. Or whatever they're doing with Zach Wilson, whether they're bringing Zach Wilson back, whether they're going to trade him, whatever whatever they're going to do, whether they're going to cut him, whatever they're going to do. There's going to be three, it's going to be a three-headed quarterback battle, possibly. Possibly. Ryan's in Pearl River. Hey, Ryan, you're next on the Grasso Show. Jeff fans wanted uh, Strevler to save Christmas Thursday night. But, you know, I, I look at this Jet team, a lot of people getting on uh, Zach Wilson's case and everything, but the offensive line has got to take some heat too. I mean, I know there's been a lot of injuries, but still running backs got to pick up blitzes. Uh, we're going to have the offensive lineman line determine who the quarterback is with, because they can't protect the quarterback and, and the next guy gets injured and the next guy. Uh, th- that's that's a big problem, man. People are overlooking that. I think it's a big Mistake to overlook that problem. And I think the offensive line is, is has to be the first priority uh, with this team. I know the quarterback is a problem right now, but you still have to have that offensive line protecting whoever you got back there. The running backs have to pick up the blitzes. I don't think they're doing that too good. That's one of the reasons why Mike White got really creamed in uh, Buffalo a couple of weeks ago. But the thing also is with these teams that are you know under 500 or – hoovering around 500 and they're in playoff contention. To me, that just means there's not really a lot of good teams in in the NFL. We know all the good quarterbacks that are out there, and there are some good teams. I don't really see any really super great teams. This is really a year with the added playoffs. Uh, This is a year for a team to sneak in there and go deep into the playoffs. And also, the thing with the Giants, I think Shane's maybe his first big mistake was not – taking uh, um, Daniel Jones's option. They, they, they didn't pick it up, and it looks like that probably was his big first mistake as the, as the uh, GM president. And also, uh, I call Well, him I'll Ryan. say this, Ryan. Thanks for the phone call. I don't think they expected Daniel Jones. They didn't know what they were getting with Daniel Jones. They didn't know he was going to play like this. He hadn't played like this before. <laughs> he hadn't been this consistent before. So they didn't know what they were getting with him. So now they find out. They see what how, how he's performed under – Dayball's tutelage and, and scheme, and he's played well. He's done, he's done everything they've asked of him to do. So, you know, they're willing to – they understand they have to resign him, and they'll do that. And they'll sign him for a year or two years or three years or whatever they have to do, and they'll put something in there. That's A. B, remember, they didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, that ability to sign free agents, because if they had some more money, this wide receiving core would not look like what this wide receiving core looks like. And as far as the Jets are concerned, we have talked over and over and over and over about the offensive line and over about the offensive line. And the offensive line is going to be a, a priority again this year in the draft and again this year. I mean, the Giant, the, the Jets have been – both teams have been struggling with the offensive line. Giants seem to have stabilized a little bit, but the Jets, you're right, they continue to have issues. 
yeah, the injuries did not help them. And the fact that the folks they have drafted got injuries. So, I mean, this is, there's usually in the NFL, most teams have a position sometimes where they just get hit with hard. And for the Jets this year, who had a lot of injuries, it was the offensive line. It really has just worn them out what's happened with the offensive line and the depth on that team this year. So, no, you're right. They have to take a huge hit for it as well. No question about it. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we're talking Jets. We're talking Little Giants. We're talking to Anthony and Beth Page. You're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry. I uh, called you. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I called you probably in like August or early September before mm-hmm. week one, and I told you that uh, I expected – Zach Wilson to make a Justin Herbert type leap and you you laughed at me and uh, I was like no nope, I think he's gonna prove us wrong uh, prove you wrong here and I'm calling back to let you know that uh, boy was I wrong <laughs> I'm sorry but, Anthony I wish you'd been right I really do I, Anthony as a Jet fan that I know you are I would rather be them playing that song for me than for you right now <laughs> yep but I, I little quick take. I think sure. that um, I'm not sure if it's the right move or it's the wrong move, but I don't, I don't think anyone really knows. I don't think Joe Douglas, Rob Stiles, I don't think anyone has the right answer right now, but I think that the intangibles that Zach Wilson does have, you know, the physical capabilities, it's, it's, it's raw talent. I think that, you know, someone coming out of BYU is small school. He probably would have done better, you know, maybe as a backup quarterback, you know, sitting behind one of the a good veterans. You know, sitting behind maybe on the Bucks uh, behind the Tom Brady, or you know, sitting behind you know Aaron Rodgers um, mm-hmm. in Green Bay. You know, he would have been able to develop a lot easier, a lot better, less pressure on him. But now, I don't know if he's broken product now. It's, he, you know, he can't fix him. I don't know. I think the Jets should maybe keep him and, and and make another you know the Plan B decision, whether it's Mike White, Jimmy G, Derek Carr. Uh, I don't know. I hear what you're saying, Anthony, and and you're in the same situation as the Jets. Thanks for the phone call. They don't know. They're not sure what to do. Uh, personally for me, and look, I don't have all the information. I don't have the chat, the, the, the charts and the graphs and the numbers and the stats. I'm just telling you from what I see. And from what I see, I don't know if he'll ever be able to be that guy here. I just don't because no quarterback, no quarterback plays a perfect game. And every time he makes a mistake, He's going to be booed. And that does nothing for your confidence, especially a young man whose confidence is shot right now. I think you have to, you know, unless there's something that they see that I don't see, that's my that's my disclaimer. Uh, I think you have to move on. I just do. When you make a mistake, you compound the mistake by sticking with the mistake. Okay, it didn't work out. Let's move on. Let's let's go to something else. Let's try let's, let's try something else. Let's try somebody else. We thought it would work out. We were wrong. How could we be so wrong? Well, it happens. Let's move on. Lonnie's in Long Island. What's up, Lonnie? Uh, yes, how's it going, Larry? Happy holidays to you and the family. Same to you and yours. Um, yes. Okay, yes, I got a couple of things. One, I'm on the Jets first. Listen, uh, hey, Zach, I, you know, I'm sorry. He just don't have no confidence. And, and the fans aren't helping my booing him. That's not helping. So uh, they need to move on. Mike White is the answer right now. We'll see what we got from there. Because the defense is playing awesome. I don't want to ruin that 
defense and get their hopes down if we don't do anything. So let's go with Mike White and see where we can go from there. And now on the Knicks, mm-hmm. now you saw Sunday yesterday when I was telling you the Knicks have no A's. They got B's, C's, and D's. Mm-hmm. Now you see the difference between Embiid and the bid. You saw it. I saw it. And everybody saw it. That's what I'm telling you. The Knicks, they have to get a, a, at least one A on that team before they're going to come and do anything thing in the playoffs. What do you think? Well, there's no question, Lonnie. Thanks for the phone call. They're, they're not. They're not a team that's. They're not a top four or five team in the conference. We knew that going in. They're not. They aren't. What they're trying to do is to be build on the fly, remain relevant, and still try to, to win some games and add pieces. And so now they have to take that next step. You're right. They need more talent on that team. There's no question about it. Well. Lonnie, you're right, but I didn't need to wait till yesterday to know that you were right. <laughs> I've seen it before. Buddha's in the Bronx. Hey, Buddha. Hey, Uncle. We had a good holiday with the I family. I did, man. My yesterday. holiday was great. How was yours? Yeah, it was good, man. I mean, Excellent. you know, we did a little seafood broth. Nice. You know, I jerked a nice, big, nice lamb leg, you know, Ooh. a couple of things. We, 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 we chowed down. You know, the macaroni cheese, the yams. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Moms, oh, moms are smiling. That's all we oh, do. You know what I mean? That's all you need. Mom's smiling. Everything's all right. That's all, all right. we need. <laughs> that's it. Listen, man, you know, I, I called you about the Sixers point where Uncle, I mean, you know, where Papa Lodge was talking. But mm-hmm. I just, with the Jets, I mean, listen, first of all, between Greeny and Rex Ryan, I mean, I, I, can we cut off their mic? I mean, every week it's a different thing. Now, listen, you got to stick with this kid. Oh, he's done. Oh, no, he's back. I can see him coming back and do a great thing. All right, now you got to cut bait. I mean, God, these guys are like Carl Thomas, so emotional. You know, I, I, I can't, you know. Look, uh, there's only a couple of questions you need to ask yourself. The Jets can win this game, but they just got to answer a couple of questions. I mean, is Mike White fully healthy? Is the offensive line going to block better than the last time he played? <laughs> is the defense going to get off the field or third down, force a fumble, uh, a turnover, something? Uh, are they going to give up a 90-something yard drive? I mean, who's going to be Mike White's backup? <laughs> you can <laughs> – listen, Flacco had to look at his face like, yo, listen, you bench me, I- I'm checked out. Yeah. Strebler's a nice guy, but, but that ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. And then lastly, with the coaching staff, I mean, are they going to run the football? The head coach going to use their timeouts correctly? I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying. You know, I mean, you get a couple of answers to those questions, maybe you might get an answer to the win. You know, God bless these guys, man. I tell you, you guys are hopeful with these Jets. I, I, you know, I've seen this movie a thousand times. Yeah. But, you know, Papa Lodge was talking to you, you know, about the round ball mm-hmm. yesterday. I was getting at a couple of people. You know, I like to poke a little fun here and there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, look, the whole point is, you, you're talking about Jokic and, and, and Embiid. I'll just say Jokic is just a tick better. You got to give it to him, you know, in terms of the assists mm-hmm. and that the offense runs through him, you know, not just in the half court but in the full court as well. Doc Rivers in crunch time, listen, bro, on my end, there's concerns slash doubts. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, he hasn't looked the same since he didn't have, um, you know, the truth. And the big, uh, the big ticket, you know. Tobias Harris, I mean, he lacks aggressiveness. His basketball IQ, you know, shrinks in big moments. So when you add up all of these things, record-wise, the Sixers are going to always be up there, Papa Large. They're going to always be up there, like right under those top-tier teams you said, record-wise. But, see, they're not going to be in the top three. So, thus, they're going to be in a first-round series every NBA playoffs where the team that they're playing against is going to be able to compete slash be with them. 
So maybe it might be better to be with the Knicks are to a certain extent. At least you don't have the A player like Lonnie talk about. My mm-hmm. team got an A player, and all they're doing is wasting his prime. Hey, you know, that's all I got to say, my brother. Take care. All right, dude. brother. All right, man. Thanks for the phone call. It's it's. See, the thing here is what you saw against the Knicks yesterday, that's what Doc Rivers and the Sixers were expecting from James Harden all the time. And they haven't gotten it. And remember, they did this, they did this without Tyrese Maxey. So when Maxey comes back, and if you could get something similar to this, I don't know what Harden can give you at this age. I don't know what Harden can give you consistently. I don't know. But if he could give you something like this, if you're a Philly fan, that takes a big load off of Joel Embiid. It does. And always the other question is with Embiid is, is his availability. Everybody knows how good he is. Everybody knows how talented he is. Everybody knows how dominant he is. Can he stay healthy? That's the big question about him. It always is. And you would think that Doc Rivers, which, you know, listen, I love Doc. Known Doc for a thousand years. You know, known him a while. But unfortunately, he has not had good results in the postseason where he's had to make coaching adjustments. And so now the question becomes, okay, in a tough series, can he and his staff come up with something that can get you to the finish line too? Okay, it's, you know, it's, it's a fair question. Because he's been a guy that's been down a lot. And guys and, and teams have not come back to help him out. And he's not made adjustments in the past now. Hopefully he's learned. Just like Buddha, Jet fans hope that Robert Salas learned about timeouts. And, you know, Obrick has learned how to make adjustments on a 96-yard drive. You know, and they, and LaFleur, they hope that they make some adjustments on the offensive line. So that those, those causes for losing won't happen again. Christian Winfield scheduled to join us next. Hardy Steve Pagrasso on 98.7 ESPN.